Hello, everybody. Welcome to Versus Pop Culture, a bleak movie podcast. It wasn't that bleak. <laughs> My name is Richard. With me is it wasn't that bleak, Greg. And Jesus Christ, why are we watching this, Johnny? <laughs> I think I struck a delicate balance between Richard's opinion of this and Greg's. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I told you last night on, on text, I cannot keep doing this. I cannot keep watching these movies that are devoid of all hope. <laughs> I mean, it, honestly, like between that movie and that Affleck movie that I hated, I think I'd rather watch the Affleck movie again than watch that again. Than Parasite? Yeah. Okay, well, being as that we've already jumped into it, we might as well discuss this right out of the gate today. And then we'll touch on the week that was. Um, I, <laughs> I'm, I I'm interested literally until the last second to watch this. Yeah. I think it was 9.30 last night when we started it. Yeah, I did not want to watch this movie. Um, <laughs> I did not know much about it except for what I'd seen from like trailers and award show pieces. But I knew enough that this was not a movie that was going to be um, lighthearted and fun. Like but, Greg said, he likes to watch during the pandemic two weeks ago. But they even said in the description, it's a comedy thriller. I didn't find it to be that comedic. I laughed a lot. I I don't know. I, I The middle section of it... Okay, so... There is an extremely poor family who, um, long story short, like they are getting by on folding pizza boxes poorly. Uh, and I don't mean poorly like uh, in, in their station in life. Like they do a terrible job at it. Like the woman even who makes the pizza box or owns the pizza box company or whatever even comes to complain at them because 25% of their pizza boxes are rejects. <laughs> um, so the long story short is one of the dudes um, – friends comes to him with an opportunity to pose as a college student to teach English to a wealthy girl. He figures out relatively quickly that the mother is like super duper neurotic. (laughs) um, And that he can just pose like he can basically set everyone else working in the house up to be fired and get his family hired in under various guises of like, you know, a veteran driver and basically just continually using word of mouth uh, to set his family up into a better place. Um, and that was the part of the movie that I did find funny. Like, the middle section of it where, like, you know, they were going out of their way to, like, set up the driver and set up the maid. Like, there was definitely some humor in there. I didn't really find any of the rest of it that funny. Uh, oh, well, actually, I'll take that back. The father telling him to leave the windows open so that the fumigation can come in and kill all the stink bugs. That was kind of funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Anyway, um, things go wrong, and they find that a man has been hiding in essentially the panic room of this mansion for four years. And then the rest of the movie plays off of that. Which, who was the man though? What do you mean? Who was the man? Yeah. The man, wasn't it? Didn't they have a relationship with the former housekeeper? Yeah. I, I wasn't going to go into the whole, um, the entire plot of the movie. I wasn't going to give a spoiler filled review. I was just, I I think we could probably do a spoiler filled review. It's well over a year old. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Well, that's one of those things though, too, is that's part of, part of the issue, but keep going. I I was just going to stop there so we could talk about the movie. Um, Okay. We'll skip the rest then. 
That's fine. The, well, the, the the one thing that I was going to say that I I don't know if I found it as more humorous or more me just sitting there muttering to myself, what in the hell, over and over again, was the way that the man acted. Like, they found a man who, I, I don't know if he just, like, I don't know if he was just like, okay, what's the creepiest way I can do absolutely everything? But that is exactly what he did. The The man in the basement, like, eating a banana was just, like, uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but that was funny. Right. Yeah, but I didn't find it funny. I found it just me sitting there going, what? Who eats a banana that way? What's wrong with this man? He's been locked in a basement without anybody for a week. Yeah, I, I, I get that. <laughs> I like how you went to the banana, but not the bottle? <laughs> um... She bottle fed him first. Oh, okay. I. <laughs> and then the slapstick way that the family fell down the stairs into the hallway. Yeah, actually, I kind of didn't like that. It was a little too slapstick for a movie that was just at that point very boring. But what they did a really good job at was with everything you laughed at within 60 seconds, something was like, what the fuck? Right. That was part of the idea of the movie. And there's there's so much symbolism in that movie. It's nuts. Even the that's what I really pretending right. to be a news anchor for North Korea <laughs> saying Supreme Leader denuclearizing yeah. and denuclearizing the world. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like there, there were so many little parts in that movie that were very insightful to a lot of different things in culture, in their culture, I should say. So, to follow that up, we, we, <laughs> Richard, I told you this. We were watching it together last night. Um, by we, I mean myself and my wife, Ashley. <laughs> she looks over at me, kind of sets her phone on her lap, tilts her head aside. Richard's going to hate this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad he got through it. I mean, did you see what happened at the end? Yeah, I saw what happened at the end. Uh, yeah, to be I'll, honest, I'll, I'll take this. I'll take this one as my Johnny's eyes at the end for you. <laughs> I mean, I know this was hard for you to watch. It, to be completely honest, I came really close to shutting it off like 15 minutes in because it was just boring at that point. I did find that probably the yeah. first half hour. I was sitting there just yeah. like. I am not interested in this. Yeah, I, I literally for solidly the first half hour, maybe a little bit longer, I was just like, I can't believe this movie won Academy Awards. Like, I, I legitimately, I was just like, I, I know there are movies that aren't for me, and I'm fine with that. Like, I can usually see a well-made movie and be like, that movie's very well-made. I, I understand how other people like it, even if I didn't. But, like, for that first half hour, I was just like, I have no idea why people liked this movie. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it continued, and I, I, I got it. But it was... it, it Once again, it was a not-for-me movie. Um, and that's fine, um, because uh, you all are assholes. Um <laughs> Five years I've been listening to the five minutes you watched of John Dies at the end. Five years. In the last two weeks, I've watched five hours of this and Promising Young Woman. That's just, that's just payback. It's all it is. Uh, this, the fallout from watching it is better than any part of the movie. Well, I'll give you that, yeah. <laughs> You have paid me back for John Dies at the End a hundred times over. A hundred times. I think your math's a bit off on that, but that's fine. Oh, man. I'm dying. I've been... This is like Christmas. Just keep opening presents. 
of Richard's <laughs> anger. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's a weird movie. It like that's really that's all there is to it. If you already have a Hulu subscription um, and you don't mind having subtitles on the entire movie because there is no English dub. Yep. Um, be an English dub. Because most foreign films that are like that have an English dub. There's a great English dub of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, the mouths basically sync up and the story makes sense. It's a really good English dub. It should have just been all Christopher Walken. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, if, if, if you like... Bleak movies that have some very odd humor in them. Go ahead and give it a shot. Um, but uh, otherwise, no. Johnny, your thoughts? Oh, Greg, your thoughts? <laughs> uh, I really liked the movie, um, but I liked it for different reasons than the comedic part of it. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you're you're basically a. Uh, uh, Korean version of a waifu, so pretty much. Well, the difference like, it's just more of I like movies that make me think about what's happening, and it like the whole picture is just not spelled, you know, you know, painted by colors. So you have to look at certain situations on how things are happening, and then kind of extrapolate what's happening. So my, I my like favorite, it for that reason. My favorite part of this is I'm ninety five percent sure that I can go back and find an older clip of you saying, I don't want to have to think too hard about my movies. All right. If I'm looking for that type of movie, like if I'm watching, you know, freaking uh, uh, Suicide Squad, I don't want to have to fucking figure out how, you know, half of these people all of a sudden get, you know, I ain't got a bomb in the back of my head. I want to do whatever they tell me. At this point, those guys wouldn't carefully live. (laughs) Right. So but, where this one, I have to have to think about it. That's fine, but I would prefer to watch movies where I don't have to think. My favorite yeah. part of that is like if you put a bomb in the back of my head, I would do whatever you told me. Would you watch Parasite again? No, nah, that you go and you pull the trigger. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so Johnny. Your thoughts on Parasite? This is kind of a odd review response for me. I'm glad I saw it, just because I know like the rave reviews of God, and I mean it was oh god, even right down to that last scene at the birthday party, that poor little mm-hmm. kid, right? <laughs> just. Every birthday spent away from the house after his first or er, grade one birthday party when he saw the ghost coming up the stairs. <laughs> they finally mm-hmm. have one at home, and crazy man from the basement just decides to go. I don't want to say postal because that's, um, yeah, what a scene. Um, just everything the way that played out. I mean, you start rooting for the dad when they're in the gymnasium a little bit. But before that, you're kind of like, none of these people are very good. Right? I not a lot of redemption for any of the characters. You know, honestly, I thought that the Park family seemed to be pretty decent people, even if the dad was a little bit... Of a dick. I mean, he was, but he wasn't like... Look, if I had, you know, a a friend of mine that smelled, I might comment like, okay, was it just me or did did Jimmy smell? Yeah, but is that being a good friend or is just pulling them aside privately? No, but at that point in time, I'm not 100% sure if it's Jimmy. (laughs) At that point, yes, I probably would be like, hey, Jimmy, I'm not sure if you noticed, but you smell a little bit. But, I mean, there's but, three people stabbed and he's worried about his kid who had a panic attack? Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I think that in general, you tend to worry more about your immediate family, in particular your kids, than you do other people. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think that... I didn't think that the Park family were really bad people for the most part. I thought they were actually pretty decent people, even if the mother was, like, super neurotic. Yeah, it wasn't until the end where with the mother, I was kind of like, eh, I don't like you anymore. Mm-hmm. Stuff with the store? Or just, like, calling and being like, hey, we're going to be home in eight minutes. Have this meal ready. Yeah, but, I mean, again, is it from the sound of it, it doesn't sound like she's, like she wasn't calling her and asking her to make, you know, filet mignon with five courses. But she called before eight minutes when previous to that, they were like, it's an hour away. Yeah, I I get that. But she isn't expecting that her hired help is all in the house, having a big party without her, basically. Like she thinks that the one woman watching the house can go boil some water. Well, I mean, that's, that's actually part of, uh, I actually watched a video on things that you may have missed on that movie. That's one of the points for the Korean culture is like they're putting two things that are like the, that meat is supposed to be very decadent. Like it's almost like filet mignon into something that's cheap, like ramen. Um, binging, binging, binging with Babish also did a video on that particular meal. Cause that was a big, like, um, um, visual point in the movie is they are, you know, the waste is what they were doing type thing. They're wasting something that was super expensive into something that was cheap. Like there's so many little things like that, that I didn't catch when I was watching the movie. Then I went back and watched one of those, uh, explain certain parts of the movie type YouTube videos. Yeah. I I actually culture wise. I actually did notice that because I was like, damn, that sounds like an expensive meat to put in something that's supposed to be made in eight minutes. <laughs> right. That, that's why they did the eight minute thing. I think they said that in one of the in one of the um, callbacks when they were talking to the director. That's fair. Um, but it, ultimately, I don't know. I'd say yeah. this is not a film I'd watch again, but I wouldn't caution people against seeing it because I think it's I, I do believe it's worth sitting down and watching maybe not late at night because it is a bit of a trek to get through the first 30 minutes or so. Once you get through that, like everything kind of like fleshes out a bit better. And I found I was able to get more into the film. Yeah. I I wouldn't watch this again. If someone's like, Hey, look, this is on, we should watch this. I, I wouldn't do that. No, no. I watched it once. Yeah. Then I watched some of the, um, like, like a symbolism uh, YouTube video of it. Like an Instagram video sort of thing where they explain yeah. some of the lesser acknowledged moments or points. Right. Because a lot of it's just lost in translation at that point because you may not know certain things in their culture. It's like, hey, you know, this means this or this does this. Which is great because I'd watch that movie again, but I wouldn't watch this one. Yeah. I understand that. I didn't watch it again. I'm. Just, I just knew you guys needed to watch it. I mean, I do own the movie, though. I did buy the movie. So anyway, um, yeah, we have got a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, we are going to briefly touch on WandaVision and maybe some of the other stuff going on in Hollywood um, and the week that was. So, uh, gentlemen, how was your week? I want to hear Greg's week. Everyone's looking at me with eyes of people that had to be up at 8.30 in the morning on a Saturday. Yep. (laughs) 7.30 for one of us. (laughs) Oh, no, no. No, it was before that. I have to be ready to do this by 7.30. God, I get up at 7.30, roll out of bed, and just sit here, and I'm like, hi. I I wouldn't know what that's like at all. Rolling out of bed and just sitting here and being like, hi. <laughs> right, knowing that both Richard and I just did that. <laughs> 
<sighs> so anyway, I mean, we did we did it eight thirty, but you know, yeah. So the 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 week that was, Craig. <laughs> uh, I was uh, actually had to go into work for a whole week, so my week's been pretty tiring. So I've been sleeping at like nine thirty each day. Nice. <laughs> so not a lot for me. Um, Johnny. There's really not a lot going on this week. Um, it was more just kind of watching the news. I know there's a relatively large trial going on in Washington right now. I've been actively avoiding everything about it because no part of that is going to be enlightening or inspiring as a human being. Um, <laughs> watching the NHL fight COVID entire teams being locked down for, you know, a week, 10 days. Super Bowl. Super Bowl happened. We're 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 through that. Couldn't tell you anything about it. I think we watched 8 minutes. The the NHL is kind of surprising to me a little bit cuz they seem to get it so right last summer because they bubbled. And, right, no, I mean I I get it. They bubbled, but I mean like they were like the, they were basically the best of the bubbles. Yeah. Like they bubbled really well. They did a good job. I don't think they had anyone catch COVID uh, and they didn't just do the playoffs. Or did, no, they, they didn't just do the playoffs, did they? It was part of the regular season to finish up. They yeah. also were in the bubble. Yeah. So like the NHL did a really good job last year. And then this year they was like, we got a great idea. Let everyone lose. Just do whatever you guys want. Who'd have thought that we'd be sitting here looking at the NBA as the pinnacle of COVID management for professional sports? I'm pretty sure the NBA has been having problems too. Not as bad as the NHL. Man. No, no, not as bad as the NHL. That's You're 100% correct about that. And just wait. See what happens with MLB if they take the same approach as the NHL because you have how many more players on a team and staff? Game day. Oh, man. I I, I can't believe they're still not doing a bubble. But here we are. It's I expect there's going to be a two-week shutdown. We'll see what happens from there. But as far as the rest of the week goes, it was, uh, you know, just – Waiting for WandaVision. <laughs> there's, there's not there's not a whole lot going on this week, guys. Um, I did watch WandaVision. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, it was it was definitely a middle episode, and that like it did seem to move the story along, but it didn't have that big lasting impact that you think that you might have based on like the past couple episodes. Um, but I enjoyed it for what it was a uh, nice throwback to the nineties with a opening that uh, borrowed heavily from Malcolm in the middle. I called that by the way. What, borrowing from Malcolm in the, in the middle. Almost immediately. I was like, this is Malcolm in the middle. Uh, see, and I, I'll be honest, I never really watched Malcolm in the Middle. Mm. Um, the only things that I remember from Malcolm in the Middle are the theme song and that Bret Hart is in the opening. <laughs> and Bret Hart Start was cheater. not in this opening, and it was not the same theme song. But so they broke I was the fourth like, wall like Malcolm always did as well. Like, there were yeah. so many things that happened, and I almost immediately was like, this is like Malcolm in the Middle, which made me kind of want to go back and rewatch that series. Uh, I'm interested in where next week's goes Mm. Um, because we've seen clips from various episodes. You know, we knew when the eighties were coming up, we knew the nineties were coming up. Um, I'm interested to see what they do for the two thousands. We know for the 2010s, they're doing a modern family style show. So so I think we already got two thousands, man. What are you talking about? Because the matinee had the Incredibles and the Parent Trap. And the yeah, but Malcolm in the Middle is 90s. 
late nineties, it ran into the two thousands. I, I mean, it's possible, but I, I, it's just with I, the Incredibles note. It has no, to be I, 2000s. I, I noticed that too, but I, I don't think that we're going to, I don't know. We'll see. Cause I think we're going to jump to the 2010s after that and then get a well, couple episodes kind of, with like now. Uh, it, it makes sense though for the next episode to be based on a 2000s TV show the episode after that to be 2010s and the last episode to be set in a 2020 TV show. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm interested I, to see where it goes next. There's a, there's a big fan theory right now. Yep. Um, and guess who was stupid enough to start reading some of them on geek den. This is not, I did not read this on a, on a website like that. This is a more along the lines of like a Twitter fan theory. Hmm. Um, so I, I don't think this is going to actually happen, but if it does, Johnny would be a very happy man. Well, then I think what you and I both read were the same. But the long story short is the big theory, and this is, again, this is more this is more fan casting and wishful thinking probably than anything else, mm-hmm. is that next week's episode will be based around The Office. Interesting. Okay. And the reason for that is because... Baxter building because they're going to bring in John Krasinski. (laughs) This is, this this isn't even a, let's be clear. This is not even a rumor. This isn't like, Oh, John Krasinski was spotted on the set of, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like Evan Peters. Mm -hmm. Um, This is 100% a, this is 100% a fan theory based on the fact that they're doing all these various TV shows and they have to do something for the, you know, 2000s. Well, and the thing that kind of bummed me out a little bit is that the Mephisto thing kind of solidified a little bit more this week with the way that they wrote Evan Peters' interaction with Wanda. So there's there's like four or five lines that he uttered that were a little bit suspicious where it was like run around demon spawn which i didn't know this but going back allegedly the two kids are somehow tied to mephisto as well Mm. and then how did this he was like oh this west view new jersey is nicer than hell it's like, what? <laughs> so there's there was a few lines from Evan Peters that made people kind of sit back and look and go, wait, is this it? And so they're thinking the shot where Wanda hit him with the hex bolt is that it's him trying to absorb her energy. And then that's how, I don't know, it's shit's crazy right now. Yeah, I... Excuse me. I think that the thing that really kind of struck me, struck me a little bit was, and, and I guess at this point, and I started it, we're just kind of abandoning all spoilers on the fact that um, Evan <laughs> Peter showed up last week. Yeah. Um, but he's having a conversation with her, uh, and, and we'll just go full spoiler alert here. Um but he's having a conversation with her and he says something along the lines of, um, how did you even do this? And she looks at him and she goes, I have no idea. And it's like, she, to her, she still thinks she's talking to her brother. Yeah. This is the one person who she thinks that she can be honest with. Cause he obviously, he knows that this is all an illusion. Well, he even said that too. He's like, I'm not your husband. I'm not, who else was she talking? I don't know. He mentioned whatever, but I think the big moment Ashley just reminded me of this is how did he know Vision was dead? Yeah, I mean he definitely <laughs> should have been dead at that point, but he would have no concept of that because Quicksilver was dead. How long before? I mean, he was dead in the Age of Ultron, so you're yeah. talking. Years in 
So whoever Quicksilver is, and this kind of bummed me out a little bit because now it means, Greg, I'm sorry, Ian McKellen's not going to be part of this series. I'm really gutted by this because it just, there's there's no, unless it's another construct of whatever is motivating Wanda right now, we're not going to see Magneto in this. And I'm a little bit sad about it. Well, the thing is, like, and this is what I found interesting. So there was that moment when, and again, we're going full spoilers here. Although there's not really that much to really spoil in this episode. But there's that moment where she's having a conversation with with Pietro. But he's got um, Peter in this, by the way. Yeah, but she called him Pietro uh, when he came to the door. Uncle Pete. Yeah. Well, that's it, and that goes back to the whole thing. Like she has a, she has that weird accent throughout the whole move, the whole show, <laughs> until she goes outside, and then the Sokovian accent comes back. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, it was just one of those things that was kind of interesting. Um, she was talking to him at one point, and she can see through her own glimmer, like she did with Vision, and she sees the bullet holes across his chest. Um. So that's why I, I don't think that this is necessarily someone else playing Quicksilver. I think this is actually Quicksilver himself, you know, resurrected or whatever. Um, I don't know. It was it was another one of those episodes that was interesting in its own way. Um, and it was still very compelling, but it didn't it didn't connect a lot of dots. It just really set more dots on the board. Greg, when are you going to start watching this? There's two more episodes, right? Three. And three more episodes. Okay. <sighs> There's so much. There, there, there was a lot. And it kind of put us in a position where now it's like those little nuggets where we're thinking about where this is headed just went... And it was... <laughs> It was funny because Ashley shared a meme um, when the hex expands and it like converts everybody. There was the two agents that turned into clowns and the beaters. (laughs) Every person coming into this episode thinking WandaVision is going to explain anything. (laughs) The the call out to kick-ass made me happy. Yeah. Yeah. It was... That's... It's so meta. This is so like... Deadpool in nature because this is something that happens a lot in the Deadpool comics where he like references outside thing fourth wall etc. Um, but yeah, man, Monica Rambo saying, "Oh, I have a aerospace engineer. I'm gonna go see my guy." And like, I didn't think anything of it in the moment, but then stupidly, <laughs> I went on the internet and what do I tell you not to do, Richard? Read the comments. <laughs> <laughs> every time because <laughs> then I went on and they're like what if it's going to be a young read or before everything happens a young Victor I don't think they're going to blow their wad with the Doom reference yet I think it's too early but I could absolutely foresee them um even Sue, like either one of those characters, and I got goosebumps. <laughs> I just, I feel like Dave Batista on the stage, Triple H is in the ring, and I'm just like spitting everywhere, like, give me what I want. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and, and the thing is, like, I think this is amplified by Elizabeth Olsen saying that there is a Mark Hamill level appearance in the show. Yeah. Because, I mean, and we talked about this last week, Evan Peters is not the Mark Hamill level appearance. I, I cool, like, but I think you're right. I like Evan Peters. I like mm-hmm. the fact that they're reintroducing Quicksilver. I like the fact that they're basically pulling over from the X-Men universe. Yeah. But. It's a good start. It's it, like, if that ends up being the Mark Hamill level appearance, that's a letdown. That's 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 a failure on Miss Olsen understanding what we expect when they say a Mark Hamill appearance. I'm expecting exactly. like 
Hugh Jackman at the end of this series. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If which, if by the way, sudden, makes no goddamn sense. That there's zero chance of that happening. Not technically true because Logan doesn't take place until like 2030. Jackman so right has now, no contract. Well, none of them have a contract at this point. Peters does. I don't think so. I don't think they fulfilled his picture deal. I I I. Th- I, I could be wrong. It doesn't matter. But yeah. it, D- Disney's also not paying Evan Peters freaking Quicksilver uh, X-Men money for uh, a 30-minute TV show. Are we happy that we saw Speed and Wiccan this week? Um, meh. Yeah. I still, don't know, I still don't know if those kids are sticking around. Oh, they, 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 could, they could be poofed out of ex- existence next week. <laughs> poofed. <laughs> it's going to be a... <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what do you think is going to really drive Wanda over the edge to really lose it? I mean, she's already lost her goddamn mind. Uh, it's going to be Vision. I'm just saying, though, those kids get poofed out of existence. <laughs> she loses it. Uh, um, Greg, just quick. Any of this stuff increase your interest? Like, are you a little more excited hearing us talk about this? Because I think okay. it's... What Ashley has always said is that if you're not a big fan of the Marvel universe, this is a really hard series to like follow. That's what I'm getting. You guys are talking. I'm like, it's making me less less likely to watch it. I don't think that <laughs> you know who this guy is. You know who this guy is. You don't know who any of those guys are. But I Why said Fantastic Four. You must know that. I know that part. Yes, yes. I want, I know that one right. I, I did I did the old uh, freaking Steve Rogers there. I got that reference. <laughs> I understood that everything. Past, yeah, past that point, I'm like, oh, what the fuck, are you guys are talking about. I mean, can, can we be <laughs> honest here? This this show's not that hard to be invested in. If you like the Wanda character and you like the Vision character, then the settings and stuff like that will keep you interested. Could you um, get your mom down to watch this in a one off? And not yeah, have to spend 80% of the time explaining it. Well, there's going to be a point in the near future where she does exactly that. Uh, but that's my, what I'm saying is that like we are not the majority of people who have the subscription and watching this series. Like Ashley said, I feel kind of in the dark on this. Like If you weren't here, I wouldn't understand or catch 98% of what's going on or being hinted at. And that's why, like, I think a little bit that we have overthought some of the things. I don't think so. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it plays out yeah. from here going forward. Um, oh, God, there was something I was going to say, and I don't remember what it was now. Um, oh, yeah. You know what character has really pissed me off over the course of this? Catherine Hahn. No, I love Catherine Hahn. <laughs> I'm troll baiting Ashley right now. No, uh, Monica Rambeau. Uh, but they just said her DNA has been fundamentally restructured. Yeah, and that's and that's the only explanation for like the way that she's acting. And don't get me wrong, like yeah. the Dick director of Sword is a dick, and and that. I, I knew it the second he came on screen. I was like, this dude is going to end up being a massive dick. <laughs> Every white man in power in the Marvel Universe is a piece of shit. <laughs> but I was just like, he, he is. He's going to be a massive dick, and yep. I'm not going to like what happens with him. Especially because they were setting him up to be like this really nice guy who was like helping to ease her back in and all that. I was like, okay, either he's going to betray her and he is Mephisto or or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine being the guy for Sword that thinks it's okay to talk shit about Carol Danvers? <laughs> like she didn't take a headbutt to Thanos and just like smirked? <laughs> I didn't think he actually even really talked shit about her, but yeah, he, he <sighs> it, I don't know. It just annoyed me because like it made, especially this episode, it made Monica come off like she's like, almost like a movie stand for all of the other movies hmm. and that she's like, okay, if I'm cool, I get to be Wanda's human sidekick. But we did get to see them kick some ass 
for the first time. Yes. This is awesome. Like yeah, her yeah. John Woo. What? Where did he come from? Jimmy Woo? Where where, where Jimmy has Woo. not been? That Jimmy has Woo not been. Had Elliot oh. Ness posters up on his wall as a child. You I don't like think he knows hand hand combat? This is the guy fighting Ant Man. <laughs> like, he never fought Ant Man. Come on. He was the on-site like contact point for his house arrest. He was he was a bit of an antagonist. They don't but... give the house arrest guys those jobs because they're good in the field. He was the house arrest guy for a superhero. Mm. Who would have gone to prison if he did any superhero shit? <laughs> they did not send him there because they were worried about Scott going Ant-Man. No, I, in in all seriousness, um, I liked that scene. Like, as much as yeah. it annoyed me with her, like, you know, like, oh my God, uh, we need to help Wanda. I'm like, Wanda is currently torturing 3,600 people <laughs> inside of a red bubble. And you're like, we need to help her. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I liked them breaking out. I liked the fact that they, you know, had at least a couple seconds of action. Um, I did not like the fact that seemingly no one figured out they broke out the entire rest of the episode. Like, that seemed like a big oversight on Sword's part. Like, you'd think that there'd be, like, checkpoints and stuff like that to make sure that your guys leave. Yeah, but they're not, like, shield, man. They're not that well organized. But we'll see. I'm excited for next week. It's it's one of those things that I've gotten to the point again where I am excited to see where these next few episodes go and then kind of get ready for Loki, which I still think, despite how good this has gotten... I think Loki's going to be the best of the three series. But we'll see. Okay, so we're, we're getting ready to run out of time here because I have things that I have to do today that unfortunately means the podcast will end up being under an hour more than likely. Uh, so a happy so trails segment? Well, last thing that I just wanted to bring up. Uh, so this week, Gina Carano and Joss Whedon were both shown to be massive douchebags. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to any web browser. I mean, you can you could probably, if you have one of those Samsung refrigerators that has the, the grocery list in the front of it, you can probably pull up the web browser on that and look it up. Look, man, we um, can play Doom on a car console. You can definitely read Twitter anywhere. But just, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to get into it, because honestly, it's a little bit like, it's like, okay, yeah, I kind of knew this, but then when you actually read the account of it, it's like, okay, well, this is way worse than anything I really thought. Um, So these two people are both pretty massive douchebags. It's pieces of shit being pieces of shit. Yeah, does, does it change your ability to enjoy the media they've been involved with? Yeah. Especially given the context of Whedon's comments to Charisma Carpenter. Oh, yeah. Look back I, at Age of Ultron and the backstory he tried to give Black Widow. I'm concerned where that guy's head is, like, greatly. I just, he's, something's not right with him. Yeah, and that's, and that's the part that I'm, like, more than a little bit concerned with like this is a dude who continually came out as a champion of women and then you have like Michelle Trachtenberg yesterday was like there was specifically a rule on the set of Buffy that Joss was not allowed to be in a room alone with Michelle Trachtenberg (laughs) that's not problematic Greg does that sound normal to you nope What's, what's astounding about that to me honestly is it never got out. I mean, I like, well, but I mean, like that's the, a different time, man. The social media and, access was not there. No, I mean, I, I get that, but like, there was rumors and innuendo about Weinstein if you looked hard enough. Mm-hmm. There was rumors and innuendo about Kevin Spacey in the open 
<laughs> I mean, Family Guy did a joke about it. Um, that I mean, it's just it's just it's one of those things where it's like, man, I I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I was this gigantic Joss Whedon fanboy, but I liked Firefly, and I liked Angel a lot. I don't think I'll be giving any of his work any mind again. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I have very little desire to be involved with any of that. It's just like, man, I... I mean, I'm not going to tell you that it's going to stop me from re-watching Toy Story, but mm-hmm. I, I have... I don't know. It's just... It's very weird. Well, and I mean, Gina Carano, she gone, and obviously she's not going to have a tough time finding work. Greg, do you know who Ben Shapiro is? Yeah. She and Ben Shapiro are now going to be working together on a project in case you want to know what Gina Carano is like as a human being. Nice. I mean, I just, it's, does you know that, what? Will that get me out of watching the Mandalorian season three? <laughs> It'll be better. She's not going to be in the Mandalorian season three. Yeah. She just, Disney's like, bye bye. I know, but the whole idea was she was related to the first two seasons. So maybe I can skip the third one by proxy. <laughs> we'll we'll let you read the reviews and then try to convince you otherwise. But you know, it's it's very interesting to see a guy like Pedro Pascal and I'll 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 finish my whole thing about this with this bit who's his brother was his his brother went through the process. Mm-hmm. To be like, she is transgender, I believe, and like got a big magazine cover and stuff, and it's awesome. It's he's been super supportive of her the whole process, but to turn around and extend a hand to someone like Gina Carano, who believes that those people don't count as human beings, I don't. It's how do you reconcile that and defend her to other people? When then she turns around and makes further comments regarding something saying that someone you are related to, you are blood to, shouldn't be acknowledged as a human being. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's pretty easy to know that Disney made a very quick statement on her. Yeah. And their statement was she is not currently under contract and there's no plans to use her in the future. I could be 100% wrong about this, but I'm thinking she was let go a while ago. Yeah. Um, And it's one of those things where they're like, okay, we'll let her go. We aren't going to say anything about it. Mm -hmm. We're just going to keep it quiet. And then they probably told her at the time, like, if you are good and you stop posting really stupid stuff on the internet and you can make amends with your co-stars, then we will think about bringing you back. And instead, she posts stupid shit this week. So, I don't know. It was... doesn't matter. For a company with Miss Kennedy at the helm touting the expansion and the increase to representation in films... It's hard to sell that when you are actively employing somebody who is working to silence the people you are trying to use as representation. I, you know what? Lucasfilms and Disney are better off without someone like Gina Carano being involved because that's, that's not helping anybody. And I'm sorry that she feels the way she does about the things she does. I, I really hope that education, compassion, and empathy eventually become a quality of hers. But at that point, you just got to be able to move forward, man, because there's 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 no place for that level of ignorance anywhere any longer. We divisiveness has been a theme for a very long time, and I would like to see things become a little bit more inclusionary. So I'm happy that they will be moving forward without her. And I'm looking forward to whomever gets the opportunity next. I mean, good for Star Wars. I'm happy with it. I know the fan base is not great at times. 
and I'm well aware of the fact that there's a large number of people that have come to Carano's defense. Um, and hopefully this gives them some type of self-reflection and that's, that's all you can hope for at this point. So other than that, um, Greg, yep. Have you done Cobra Kai? Nope. Going to? Nope. Nope. I don't watch any of the seasons. <laughs> Time to uh, start, baby. I finished season three. The final episode, I popped like a goddamn mark. Because <laughs> I was like, yes, redemption. Um, great series. It's a, it's a feel-good series. I will say that. I mean, you got to dig around a little bit for that. It's not as apparent as it was with Ted Lasso, where you're just like, this feels good. There's someone in the show that just makes me feel good. That doesn't happen a lot, but it's there. It's an underlying story. So, yeah, it was good. Um, This weekend, everybody stay warm. Enjoy your Valentine's. Ohio, get your shovels ready. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are getting hammered as hell. Welcome to Canada. Um, I'm I'm more than a little interested to see what we actually get this week. I think you're going to hit the over. Well, National Weather Service is saying currently still they're saying four to eight inches. Local meteorologists are saying 15 to 17 Ah, inches. Don't listen to those guys. They don't know shit. (laughs) So it's going to be really like. I have very little desire to get this amount of snow in particular because it is ridiculously cold out and just getting colder. You don't know cold. It's supposed to be minus 21 here tomorrow. So anytime you guys would like that, let me know. We'll take the snow. You can have this cold and we'll be happy. There's a reason I don't live in Chicago, Johnny. Because you hate delicious pizza? No. No. (laughs) Oh, man. I I hate hate the Cubs. That many Cubs fans around me at all times would just be really tough. Yeah, I could count on one hand the number of Cubs fans I've seen, and I live here. But other than that, Craig, yep. I hope you enjoy football this weekend, man. It's well, Chelsea doesn't play till Monday. Oh, nice. Liber- Apparently, Liverpool's having a rough time. They just got beat four-one. Leicester. We love to see it. Yep. <laughs> um, outside of that, guys, it's you know, stay warm, get ready to dig. Y'all going to be looking like you live on the east coast of Canada. And outside yeah. of that, enjoy your weekend. Richard? Peace out, hoes.